Kane's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. It's the Hammer Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Tony Kennett from the Daily Signal and the Heritage Foundation, investigative reporter joining us. Your background, of course, Tony, is in education, longtime administrator at IPS. Um, the situation in Brownsburg news breaking yesterday that the teacher accused of feeding or making a disabled child eat his own vomit. She got her license revoked. Duh. Uh, She's charged with a felony. I thought the interesting part about that story is that she's eligible to teach again or try to apply for a teacher's license in three years. Does that strike you as odd? Like, I would look for a different job, I think. Maybe a different line of work after all is said and done. Well, regardless of your license, your reputation as a teacher follows you in Indiana. So, for example, when I got uh, a certain teacher canned from Hamilton Southeastern because, you know, he's sending sexually predatory messages to students, he's not just able to like waltz over to Noblesville and apply for a job and get in. It doesn't work like that. Your reputation precedes you. Doctor. Does that kind of thing go on some sort of background check? Like, it's got to, yeah. How does that work? Well, uh, usually reputations and like why you left the district matter a little bit more. They do actually in background checks that are run by Indiana schools, that service does bring up news articles about you that is included okay. in the search. However, uh, I will say that because the individual that I'm talking about, uh, Ben Yoder, didn't actually, he resigned before they could finish the investigation. And uh, then the DOE saw that because he had left the school, there was no reason to continue their investigation. For this individual at Brownsburg, they finished the investigation and they said, yeah, you know, you're a terrible person. You probably don't need to have an educational license. She can really apply or like you know kind of re-go for parole uh, here in, in a couple of years uh, but by that time it, I don't think that's going to go anywhere so what you're telling me is this is like Shawshank Redemption where Morgan Freeman <laughs> yeah. he keeps going to in front of the parole board denied 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 until the very end I didn't I mean, make there's... that kid eat that vomit <laughs> there's no way that if she did even apply for her teacher's license again it would be automatically revoked right they don't have to give it to her yeah that's correct they don't have to. The DOE does not have to give you a teacher's license. It's a completely uh, autonomous, you know, alphabet organization. I could apply to be an attorney or a heart surgeon. Doesn't mean that I'm going to get the gig. Yeah, that's correct. And and, I, and by the way, I don't necessarily think that that lifetime bans on licensure should necessarily be a thing that the DOE can just level like a judge's hammer. They're a bureaucratic organization. You didn't elect the DOE into office. They're state employees. But that said, yeah, I don't think that you know the, the teacher who made kids eat vomit is going to be up for public school licensure anytime soon. So, but, okay, so but that's different than do you think she should have a second chance to teach again because I don't. There's no way. No, I don't think so at all. But that's different than you being able to have a license sure. in the field. I mean, again, that's my entire point of local control. That I think a school board should be able to look at your past and say, "Hey, guess what? We don't want you here." That's really where I think it 
should lie. Do you one more question on this? And Hammer and I were talking about this yesterday. I don't think she's going to see a day in jail. I think it's going to get pled down to something, and she's you know her, her job, her work life, her reputation is ruined. But I think that's it's probably going to get pled down. I don't know why I think that. It's just you know, none of us are lawyers in here. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, I'm already frustrated with the fact that she didn't even get charged with child abuse. She got in charge. Yes. She got charged with endangerment, and yep. then like a lower yep. misdemeanor of yep. not reporting. Which no, if if you force a kid to eat vomit, that's causing direct bodily harm to them. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Ding, ding, ding. That's child abuse. So uh, I've got to say, I, I don't know what she's going to plea down. This entire thing has been kind of a cluster. Brownsburg has been about as uh, transparent as a brick wall. Well, that's what I was going to bring up yeah, because Brownsburg always likes to say we're number one. We're number one schooling. How have they handled this whole situation? You've had enough time to kind of let this whole thing sink in, let all the information trickle out. How did Brownsburg handle this? When Rob Kendall and I kind of broke the story, the the thing that I said to keep an eye on is what they said to parents and what they said to their own teachers. Now, I've talked to about eight teachers inside the Brownsburg School District and several different schools that they have in the system. And basically, the word is mums. Mums the word. We just kind of don't talk about it. We pretend it didn't happen. We say the very bare minimum allowed because like every other school, district in the state, if they're just quiet and they just ignore it hard enough, it'll go away. The problem is parents don't really seem to want things to go away anymore. They don't let things go because it's their kids. And so, Brownsburg is trying the tried and true strategy of, we're just going to ignore it until it goes away. This time, I don't think it's going to be that effective. Isn't it so scary Like how some administrations, like they've been caught red-handed? Like Loudoun County, the school board there, and the administration the girl that got attacked in the bathroom by a transgender boy. They tried to hide that and cover that up. It's it's scary that that actually would happen. And and in I'm not saying it's common, but it has happened before. Well, I mean, you look at the administrators in Indiana who you know walked all over saying we don't use critical race theory until they oh, actually sure. get in a, a meeting with parents and say, oh, actually we do that. Or, or the Midwestern teachers, you know, that met with that Indiana office, you know, trying to circumvent state law so that they could assist your kids in transitioning. All of that kind of stuff, yeah, it's happening. But what are you going to do about it? You're going to run for school board? You're going to kick them out? Or are you going to let someone tell you that you don't have the degrees required to really give a voice on education? Just go back to your straw hut, Miss Piggy. Okay, if that's how you want to feel, then continue to watch them screw up your kids. Tony Kennett with us here on the Hammer and Nigel show. You were fired up about something that took place in Carmel. You sent me a text last night and said, I want to talk about this. Yeah, what was that? Okay, so the Carmel uh, candidate for mayor, uh, Sue, she's the Republican candidate for mayor, won the primary, right? So this lady, Sue, she goes to the Carmel Pride event and basically starts gushing over how wonderful Carmel Pride is and just how, let's see, what did she say? Each of us plays a part. You know, are we trying to seek to understand or condemn? Are we attempting to educate or to her? Basically, like every uh, really annoying sitcom mom uh, that's, you know, Know, all advocacy, no brains. She's the Republican <laughs> candidate for mayor. And then she also wanted to make sure that she condemned those evil moms for liberty handcuffs. That inappropriate content. Can't believe they would say that quote. 
absolutely stupid. She didn't read anything, which, you know, Sue hasn't read anything since other than a men at work sign for years. And this is a clown. I just want to point out that there is a clown running as the Republican candidate for mayor in Carmel. So what happened at Carmel Pride? Because I will admit, I did not go. This may come as a shock to people. I did not go. Was it a normal Pride event like in years past, or was this one of those ridiculous things that we've seen from Seattle and New York, where grown-ass men are showing kids their genitals? Survey says, drag queen with big breasts out in front of everybody, cozying up to children. That's at Carmel Pride this year. There you go. That's what Sue says is good. Yeah, I'm looking at the photo right here on my phone. Uh, This weirdo and a big blonde wig, a big feather pink shawl, and big massive boobs bursting out of the shirt with a bunch of... There's a girl in a dress that's looking at the individual. It's not Mrs. Doubtfire. It's an individual showing off his rack to kids. And everyone's, oh, that's fine. You'd see that anywhere. What places are you taking your kids? And the Republican candidate for mayor endorsed it. Yeah. This is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you can't can't quote Hitler when you're criticizing the kind of actions that he took to enslave Germany. That's, That's bad. But yet, you can praise the the Carmel Pride event. Just fantastic. So, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with somebody saying, "Hey, Pride Month, okay, you know, it's it's great." It's the fact that that Pride, I think, has been co-opted and somewhat bastardized by uh, far left progressive elements in those communities. I, I have I have a, a greater question here for any Republican that's running for office that endorses Pride. Why are you endorsing Pride? Why? What's the actual reason that you? feel that from your Republican position, because you're supposed to be, again, Republicans are supposed to represent conservative ideals. What is conservative about pride? What I mean, what is it? Seriously, what is it that you're going out there and endorsing? Are you just endorsing families in general? No. You're just endorsing the fact that a lot of people want to get together and, and, and have sex with other people. That's what pride openly has stood for for like 30, 40 years is different sexualities. How is that something that you need to shine a light on as a conservative? To Nigel's point, though, and I do think there's something to this. There are a lot of folks who are gay who are happy that it's accepted in society now sure. for the most part. Absolutely. But these people, they're upset about what's happening now. Some of these cartoon lunatics who are putting on diapers, who are dressing up as nuns, are twerking in front of your kids at parades. The people that I know that are gay, that's probably the least exciting thing about them. They just happen to be gay, but they're amazing at other things that they do. It's not really that big of a deal. But these lunatics in these parades that want to twerk in front of your kids and flash their junk at them, they're kind of hijacking all of the hard work that the gay communities had to do just to get to a point of acceptability. Does that make sense? Yeah, Republicans are not supposed to praise someone for their immutable characteristics. Maybe I should have kind of framed it more like this. It would be really weird if you had a Republican who brought a black person on stage and said, isn't it great that this person's black? Look how black they are. That's a really dark black person. Everyone would go, what the hell is wrong with you. Or Yet you could get, become president of the United States. Right. You ain't black. You know, we then we get to Pride Month, and then all of a sudden it's like, look how gay this person is. Isn't it great? Look how gay they are. They're so gay. Like, what is wrong with you? It, either it's something that doesn't matter, and we all just need to get over, or it's something you spend your entire life obsessing over. One of those things is a conservative ideal. One of those is not. You don't identify somebody 
by who they like to have sex with. Oh, look at that person over there. Oh, it's great that they have sex with women. Oh, what a... He's a horrible, rotten bastard, but he has sex with women, so let's celebrate You know, him. Hammer, I've never actually asked you what it is about your wife sexually that you find appealing. You know why? Because that's none of my business. It's none of my business. I'm not going to tell you what I love about my wife physically. That's kind of my own business. I don't need to spend an entire month telling people how great it is that this sexual organ is in my hands all the time. What is wrong with you people? Stop it! What was this YouTube link that you sent me? I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, and normally when you send me something, I don't know if I want to watch it at work. <laughs> so, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, be forced to watch a lot of videos from recent Pride parades in major cities like Minneapolis and Seattle and New York. You know, great paragons of virtue, these cities. And uh, I have been told by a lot of different articles, everywhere from the Washington Post to HuffPost to a lot of different LGBTQ organization publications, that it is good to bring your kids to Pride parades. They're perfectly safe. They're fun and educational experiences. They make them more open-minded. Washington Post went right out and said it to say, uh, yeah, there's kink that goes on at Pride parades, and I want my kids to see it. Kink. Yes, kink. That's what we're calling it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you know you're... No, thanks. Yeah. So, then I was forced to sit through and watch a lot of these Pride videos, in which it's Seattle, naked men, and I don't mean half-naked men. I mean men that were wearing nothing but shoes, were riding around on bicycles and getting off of those bicycles and walking in front with their twig and berries right in front of the faces of little children. See, and that's the thing, because I know some of these naked bicycle rides have been happening for years. It was a funny, quirky, almost like fraternity-style prank that had been going on, and they put fundraisers as a part of it. But now kids have become a part of this thing, and that's where you have to draw the line. Right, and this is the exact same thing that happened in Toronto. A bunch of men walking down the street naked. Happened at Denver. A bunch of people on stage in front of children telling them how much they like to give oral sex and why they should do it more, and mimicking it on stage. And then you have uh, good lord, New York, in which you had a huge crowd chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Over and over and over and again. And NBC News trying to justify that. Yeah, that's going to work. Uh, there were two narratives that came out of that day. One narrative was that actually they were saying we're going, we're not going shopping, and then it was very evident by watching the mouths of the people speaking that yes, they were saying we're coming for your children. That's like the woman saying they're saying let's go, Brandon. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> just ten out of ten response. So I'm not really sure what we're trying to. Do. It's a joke when they say stuff that's really awkward and perverse, but when you know someone on the right points out that hey, these tactics are kind of similar to the ones that were used in the 30s. Oh, that's how could you say something like that? My God, John. And that's where we are as a society now. What are you working on at the Daily Signal? Well, I get to go cover the Moms for Liberty conference in Philadelphia. You've got Trump speaking, DeSantis speaking, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, Kennedy Jr. is going to also be dropping by. And I'm going to cover really? a communist dance party. And that's not an exaggeration. A communist group, openly revolutionary communist, are hosting a dance party in protest of the Moms for Liberty conference. So I'm going to go dance with some DJ Stalin on the ones and twos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to be doing everyone's favorites. Uh, the Breadline, the Gulag. It's going to be fantastic. Tony Kennett, The Daily Signal. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.